Because of college basketball and high school basketball, we are chatting with Matt Kiwi from the Montana Standard about Montana sports betting right now on the Knock On Sports Show podcast. Matt, great to chat with you once again. Really appreciate you coming on. Good to be back once again. We only have a couple more of these during football season. Yeah, I know football season is kind of coming to an end. It kind of makes me sad. It makes me excited. Um, obviously, I got a little more reasons, a few more reasons, actually, maybe 12 more reasons uh, to be a little more excited uh, this time of year, Matt. Um, but at the same time, like I said, this is pretty cool. Let me get your thoughts on just the matchups. I know we're going to talk betting here in a second, but the way I look at it, I think these are really, really great matchups uh, in terms of the AFC and NFC title game. And even when you look at the possibilities for a Super Bowl, I don't think there's a bad one. The possibility, you know, of the Bills getting to their first Super Bowl since they lost uh, all the all those uh, Super Bowls in a row, and then you know the Chiefs Packers would be great. You know, Mahomes Brady, Mahomes Rogers, either one of those would be good. You know, Tom, you know, Tom Brady versus Josh Allen, and Rogers versus Josh Allen. Um, anyway, slice it. You know, great, great for uh, narratives for the two weeks leading up to the Super Bowl there. Matt, looking at your column, you talked about Philip Rivers. Uh, he retired earlier this week, an extraordinary career. Now the debate becomes, is he worthy of the Hall of Fame? Obviously, he is going to be in the Chargers ring of honor uh, for sure. But the question now becomes, will he have a bust in Canton? Give me your thoughts on that. Where do you fall? Well, so what I'm hearing from a lot of you know older, I guess, analysts and writers who have Hall of Fame votes is that he it seems like he won't get in first ballot, but he will eventually get in because of his, and obviously he didn't win a Super Bowl. He didn't get to one, uh, but his durability, I think they said he started like 240 games in a row. He played without an MCL and meniscus for an AFC championship game. You know, he, and I think what everybody loved about Phil Rivers is even if you, you know, got sick of his trash talking is he really, really, gave it everything he had each time he was on the field. And that's why when, you know, even his own fans criticized him for being himself, basically he was completely at peace with who he was and what he had put into the game. And, you know, it, it that was totally reflected um, that in his play on the field. And that's why it was so fun to watch. When he announced his retirement, it was kind of the same feeling, but I don't, have you ever, did you ever, do you remember your first car? Oh yeah, and then you got rid of it, and then you felt sad for some reason. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if you had that same feeling, but my 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 first car got totaled. I got T-boned, and uh, I get towed away. I like teared up, and I'm like, "Why am I so sad?" Because all all the fun memories you had with this car, and I think that's how I felt with Phil Rivers. I was going to say, one of the things I truly enjoyed about Philip Rivers the most was the trash talking. He was such a great competitor, too. I mean, and you're talking about a great quarterback class, too. I mean, being in the same conversation, obviously, and unfortunately, he's not going to have the Super Bowl rings of a Roethlisberger and Eli Manning. Um, but at the same time, to, to be in that class, to have the success he did with the Chargers, uh, sometimes not to his own fault, but I mean... Like I, I kind of agree. I don't think he is a first bout Hall of Famer. I don't know if he's a Hall of Famer within the first five years, but I think, and I would agree, eventually this guy uh, just gets in because when you talk about this era of football and especially that class, you you have to mention Philip Rivers. Exactly, and if and you got a guy in the same class, Eli, I'm sure this will be talked about um, again and again. Who who refused to go to the Chargers mm-hmm. and. Who knows if Philip Rivers gets drafted by 
the New York Giants, that maybe he actually does have a Super Bowl. Yeah, it's a possibility. The what ifs of what could have happened uh, on a draft day if someone had gone here and how many rings that person uh, could particularly have. I mean, it's always kind of funny. What if Tom Brady, uh, what if Drew Bledsoe never got hurt and Tom Brady never showed up uh, for the New England Patriots? Exactly. You know, it's crazy to think. How, what, what an NFL world we'd be in had that happened for sure. Well, I was, I was going to say there's a lot of weird moments in that playoffs aside from even the, the tuck rule. And then they had the game against Pittsburgh where Tom Brady actually went out and then Bledsoe won that game, sort of. He got mm-hmm. a touchdown and then that's all, that, that's all that the Patriots needed. But that was another weird, weird moment in that, in that first run where, where they got you know, derailed there. Who knows? Yeah, it could have been really, really strange how things would have turned out uh, afterwards. And right now we are with Matt Keeweed from the Montana Standard. Let's talk some betting here, Matt. Uh, just let me get your thoughts. Obviously, uh, two games only. Uh, pretty soon we're only going to have the Super Bowl. Uh, but just give me your thoughts here with the first game, Tampa Bay versus Green Bay. What do you got? So, obviously, Green Bay, high-powered offense. They're laying three and a half. I tend to think that number is right. But when I lay outside of a field goal, especially in the playoffs, I really I'd rather have a, a team that can extend the lead in the second half uh, more efficiently than the Packers. This is a report put together by R.J. Bell. Uh, the first quarter point differential for the Packers plus nine. Second quarter is on the regular season. They're plus nine. On the second quarter, they're plus one thirty-six. Wow! And so in the first half, in the first half, they're plus one hundred forty-five points on the season. Then you go to the third quarter, plus 19 on the season. Fourth quarter, minus 7. That's plus 12 points in the second half on the whole season. And when you go up against a team in the playoffs with, with as many weapons as the Bucks, you heard about it all year, the weapons, the weapons. The weapons. Well, you know, as a defense gets tired and Brady's thrown to Evans and Godwin and Scotty Miller and now Fournette has emerged, uh, you know, it's it's good. It's it's tough to cover that three and a half when when you tend not to score a ton in the second half. So, if if I had to pick a side, uh, I'm going to go Bucks here, getting the three in the hook. Yeah, I was going to say it's going to be really interesting to to see how uh, this Packers Bucks game. I've been nervous about it all week. Um, Matt, what about prop bets? Obviously, Antonio Brown out. We kind of talked about that last week uh, for the Saints game. Unfortunately, that one didn't, but that one didn't come up because of an injury to Antonio Brown. Um, but do you have one for this game? I do, and it's not up yet. But I'm maybe I'm, I feel like I'm going crazy because it's not up yet. But I feel like these are offered on Sportsbet Montana as a touchdown prop. Um, if they're not, I, I apologize, and they are pretty widely available for like offshore books and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But I, I do like Leonard Fournette to score a touchdown because he's being priced as if it's more likely, you know, that he won't score a touchdown. And so, you know, I, I talked about in the column, it's difficult to find a betting edge in the playoffs because there's only two games and, and the, the A team for these sports books are, they're making the lines for these two games, knowing that, you know, especially with sports betting being legalized throughout the country, these will probably be the two most bet on football games ever and then you know sequentially like more and more until we get to the super bowl probably be the most bet on game ever um so anyways you know where you, where we can find some inefficiencies is the prop market and we got leonard fournette who's uh most books he's plus 140 to score a touchdown which tells us he's more he's less likely 
to score than he is likely to score. But that seems to be not the case in the playoffs. He's played five career playoff games. He's scored six touchdowns. And now uh, Ronald Jones, is his um, other running back in the backfield that he shares touches with, he's nursing a quad injury. So that, I think, gives Fournette another edge, especially at the goal line when you know, he's probably need uh, some extra quad strength at this, <laughs> some, some point to get that ball across. So I do like Leonard Fournette at plus money here to score a touchdown at any time during the game. Looking at the AFC Championship game, Buffalo Bills versus the Kansas City Chiefs, uh, this game makes me think over because of what the offenses can do, and obviously I'm, I'm, we'll see what happens uh, with Patrick Mahomes. Uh, obviously he is still in concussion protocol. It is assumed that he will play. Uh, and actually maybe we should just start there, Matt. Give me your thoughts. Because Mahomes in concussion protocol, has that really messed with the lines or moved the lines at all? So, yeah, it has. It's made it pretty squirrely. Um, when he was in concussion protocol, the line actually shrank to Chiefs by two. Um, and it opened three, I believe. Shrank to two. And now that it seems like he's going to be cleared, now it's back up to three and a half uh, in favor of the Chiefs. So, and, and I think the bigger question now is, is his toe. And um, there's plenty of conspiracy theories out there that, you know, that, uh, the Jay Glazer report of, you know, Mahomes getting choked out, you know, is this like, is this manufactured by the NFL? So we're, we're not clamoring about, you know, concussion. Uh, but in any case, you know, the, the worry now is his toe. And I, I think we still have, we, we don't really have to worry about it because <laughs> from what I can tell, when, when guys get stepped on by linemen and he, and that's what happens with Mahomes, it's it, it's at its worst during that game when he got stepped on. And and right after he got stepped on, he put up two touchdowns on the Browns and he was winning not, like what 19 to 3 at the half and he was not, and Chiefs were on pace to go over their projected uh team total of points. Mm-hmm. So he was exceeding expectations with the toe at its worst. So I don't think we have to worry about that. I don't like the line as much um now that it's up to three and a half, I still like the line at three, a lean cheese at three and a half, because I think we have, you know, just a matchup mismatch for the Buffalo defense. They, they, like we talked about when we took the Colts over Buffalo, they like to blitz, they like to put pressure on the quarterback, but they don't really disrupt him that, like a, like a good quarterback won't, who doesn't have, you know, happy feet or whatever. And, and can hang in the pocket, they won't intend not to get home. So um, the stats were, um, if I can find it here, yeah, the Colts, only they, they blitz 35.8% of the time, which is eighth most in the NFL. They only hurry the quarterback less than 8% of the time, which is 27th in the league. So, you know, if, if their strategy is to blitz Mahomes, thinking he hobbled, well, they're not getting home. Well, now they're going to get burned down the field. And so then we rewind to their, their matchup during the regular season and they just play, you know, they, they played off the line and then um, the Chiefs ran for like 200 yards against them. So I, I really think Andy Reid knows how to play this Buffalo defense. And then I think we have another kind of under the radar edge favoring the Chiefs. Because when people think Josh Allen, they think, oh, he's built for Buffalo, this, you know, Wyoming guy. Um, you know, he, he's built for cold weather games. Well, I mean, let's 
let's go back to Wyoming. What was the knock on him in college? Wasn't accurate. He's like 50% completion rate. Why? I don't know. Might be because of the weather um, in that part of the country where he played all of his games. And then we look at his, his two worst performances this year, both in less than ideal weather. Week six against Kansas City, 14 for 27 for 122 yards. Now, last week against Baltimore, 23 for 37 for 206 yards. I, I know there's the pick six that messed up the game flow, but 30, 30, 206 yards on 37 attempts is, is, is not very good at all, mm-hmm. and that's not going to beat the Chiefs. So I really think the public thinks that, that Josh Allen is built for these bad weather games, but he's yet to prove that he is, whereas Mahomes has been very efficient in poor weather. So I, I like the Chiefs here. Right now, we're with Matt Keeweed from the Montana Standard. Matt, give me your picks for the Super Bowl. I guess we're going Chiefs-Bucks. Ooh, I like it. <laughs> we'll see. I mean, that, that sounds like a very interesting matchup. A rematch, but it sounds like a good one. Yeah, rematch. Yeah, re- I was just the, the 2018 AFC Championship game was just on TV the other night. It's Romo going nuts. And I think Romo's calling the game again this year, so that'll, that'll be great. Um, the I think that's that's what I want, and I think it's very. I guess that's what I'll be rooting for, and they, and I think it can definitely happen. And then um, you were talking about earlier about uh, you know the total in that game, mm-hmm. and uh, it's, um, whereas I'm not sure if we'll get to the total just because you know we get the teams tend to have jitters in the first half, um, but what I do like um, in the column I wrote the first half under, but another prop that I saw in sports bet is that is which half will be higher scoring. And I think that'll be the second half because we, we tend to see in these big games is these quarterbacks or teams kind of feel each other out for the, for the first uh, 30 minutes. And then at the end of the game, then, you know, defenses are tired or people are trying to catch up or they're trying scores. And we see the second half, you know, much higher scoring and you can get that at a pretty good price. I think it's even money or plus money um, for the, second half to be higher scoring than the first half. My feature guest, Matt Kiwi from the Montana Standard. Matt, if they want to follow your work and catch your column, how can they do that? I'm at MT, like Montana, standard.com, and then 406mtsports.com. And I'm on Twitter, at M-A-T-T-K-I-E-W-I-E-T-406. Matt, really appreciate the time, really appreciate the insight, and looking forward to chatting with you again soon, my friend. Sounds good. Looking forward to it, Anthony.